Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today, I want to talk to you about using your authority to claim the victory over the storms of life. Using your authority to claim the victory over the storms of life. Amen? Well, I don't know about you, but that blessed me even just thinking about that. Because how many of you know the storms are coming? But Jesus said, you can have peace in the midst of the storm. Let's just look at this. In Luke 8, 22, I want you to look at this. One day, Jesus said this to his disciples. Let's get in a boat and go across to the other side of the lake. So they set sail. Soon Jesus fell asleep. The wind rose, and the fierce wind became violent, and it was a squall that threatened to swamp their boat. So the disciples woke Jesus up and said, y'all know this story, but I I like it in the Passion Translation, woke Jesus up and said, Master, Master, we're sinking. Don't you care that we're going to drown? Now listen to this. With great authority, Jesus rebuked the howling wind and the surging waves, And instantly they stopped and became smooth as glass. Did you get that? Then Jesus said to them, why were you so fearful? Have you lost your faith in me? Shocked and shaken, they said with amazement to one another, who is this man who has authority over winds and waves that they obey him? Man, verse 24 gives a powerful truth to what is taking place in not only this story, but what takes place in the life of the believer. They woke up and said, Master, don't you care? We are sinking and we're going to drown. And listen what Jesus did. Jesus, with great authority, rebuked the wind. Now, I want you to understand something. Jesus was given authority to overcome the circumstances of life, and he gave you that same authority so you and me can overcome the circumstances of life. Man, it is so strong in me that I want you to get this thing in you. Listen to this. In, in Hebrews 11, 11, I want you to look at this because Sarah really in the promise of God has given us a, 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 a secret of authority. Okay? Now, I want you to understand this. Authority is found in faith. And faith is the place authority is birth. I want you to just pull this in now. I'm going to explain this. Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise, and she tapped into his faithfulness. My God in heaven. You need to sit there, meditate, marinate. Get that, man. I'm going to read it again slow. Now, you're reading this with me now. Now, don't be too busy. I know some of you at the house, you know, you're busy, you're cooking dinner, you're running around. You got to be still sometimes and hear what I'm saying because what I'm saying is changing your life. Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive. That's powerful even right there. Her faith embraced the miracle power. Okay. Even though she was barren and past the age of childbearing, For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise, and she tapped into his faithfulness. Did you get that? The authority of her faith. Now, that's strong, because that's what I was feeling. I was like, faith is our authority. You know what I mean? 
when we get faith, we get authority over the situations. Now, I want you to explain this. When we hear faith comes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when faith comes, it's because we heard the word of God and the word of God is the final authority. Do you see it? So when you get faith, you got the final authority. And when you make faith one with you, you've got the authority over the situation. So Jesus is like, look, I'm going to speak peace to this thing because I got peace in me from that word. Come on, somebody. So you and me can take faith. Faith comes by hearing. We hear the word of God. We get faith from the word of God. The word of God is the final authority. Do you see it? So the only way you and me can really release authority is we find faith from the word of God. Very important. Because look, I, I, I'm trying to show you something here, and you got, you're tapping in. I know you guys are tracking me. Do you see this? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The word of God gives us faith, but faith is the final authority. So Jesus, in the midst of it, don't you care we perish? Why are you asleep? Can't you do something about this? Do not, do not have a concern. Jesus is like, listen, calm down. Why are you faithless? And he uses his authority in the situation. Now, listen, those guys in the boat might not have known they had authority, but you and I have to understand we've been given authority from the word of God because of our position to get to a place of peace in the life situations and become an overcomer. That's what we've been talking about, overcoming in the storms of life, overcoming when it looks like I'm overwhelmed, overcoming when it looks like it's impossible, overcoming when I don't know what to do, overcoming in every single season of life because not because of my ability, because of the ability of God, me connecting to the word of God and me transforming everything that needs to be transformed. I'm telling you what, I think it's powerful, but I promise you this, you have to get a revelation of this. This is important, so important, because here's the thing. Authority is found in the word. That's why, remember I told you this last week, when Jesus said, I lifted, he calls it the word of his power, okay? You get that? The word of his power, okay? That's important, man. The word, the word has the power. When Jesus lifted up the word above his name, he said that, that word has more power, I submit myself to it, and it is the most powerful force on the face of the earth. So once we get the word for it, we've got the authority for it. And then once we release the authority, we bring change. My God in heaven. Look at this. Look at Luke 9. 1. Now, you got to look at Luke 9, and you got to look at Luke 10. This is where we start getting an understanding of who we are in Christ and what he gave us. This is important. And Jesus summoned together his 12 apostles and imparted to them authority over, the de- over every demon and power to heal every disease. Now, that might look like new churches getting, you know, don't get shaky just because I'm giving you some truth here, but it's true. Jesus imparted unto you authority. I like that. He imparted authority to you. Do you make, does that make sense? He imparted. That means he put it in you. Now, you might say, well, that's for the apostles. No, that's for the church, okay? That's for the church. That's for the church and everybody in the church. He imparted. I like that word imparted. I didn't want you to, he gave is some of the translations. He said he gave you authority, but I got news for you. He imparted 
he imparted authority to you over every demon and over every sickness and over every disease. My God in heaven. Look at Luke. Look at Luke chapter 10. My God, I got another one for you. Come on, take notes. You got to take notes. Take notes. Take notes. I mean, notes are important because the more you take notes, you know what that means? Woo, the more you're going to, the more you're going to understand. Now you understand that I have imparted. I like that. You see it again? He didn't say, like, you know, when you hear gave, you're like, well, maybe I messed it up or he gave it to me. Maybe I squandered it. He gave me it. No, no, no. He imparted. That means he implanted in you. Impart, right? Means he took it and implanted it in you. It's in you. Authority's in you. Now, if you don't know it, you don't use it. And if you don't know how to find it, you won't use it. And if you don't know what to do with it, you sure ain't going to use it. You know, it's like this. Authority has to be used, okay? Otherwise, it stays dormant. So don't be dormant, my God in heaven. Now, now you understand that I have imparted unto you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. Woo! You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. And absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Man, ain't that good news? Now understand what? I imparted. Now listen, if you don't know the scripture, you're going to get beat up. You see what I'm saying? I got authority from Luke 10, 19. That's when he said, I seen Satan fall like lightning from the sky. He was explaining. He said the disciples got excited both in Luke 9 and 10. He, got, he said, oh, don't get excited just because demons are flee at your name. Be excited that your name's written in the book of heaven. Glory to God, the book of life. But I got news for you. It's greater. It's greater than just authority and power. It's dominion in the earth. My God in heaven, it's dominion. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, it's dominion for me and it's dominion for you. Understand that I imparted unto you all my authority. Ooh, all my authority. That's all I have backing you up. Where'd you get this authority? You know, y'all heard me say this before. You know, you're like, oh, where do you get the power and authority? You get the authority from the source. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you got government authority, the government's behind you. You got state authority, the state's behind you. You got city authority, city, but we got heaven's authority. Jesus said, I, that's what, that's what the, where do you get this authority? He speaks to the wind, the wind listens. Where do you get this authority? You got it from heaven. You got the same authority. Why am I telling you that? Because here's the thing. Fear will try to come and trap you in an arena where you will not resist the stuff that's coming against you in life and make, almost hinder you to be in, in, immobile, just kind of shut you down and you lose your mobility to go forward because fear has gripped you. So this is important because fear is against faith. And one of the things I want you to see with this thing is, is this. Fear is a result of a wrong self-image. Now, this is what I'm saying now. Now, watch this now because we need peace. You know, Sunday I was talking about peace. And the only way you're going to get peace is you got to get through the storm. Because I got news for you. You don't need peace. Right now I got peace. I live in peace until the storm shows up. You know, it was. It, 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 this is not... This is like, I just was like this morning, you know, I was driving to work and I found there's a storm. There's another storm. It's not here. It's somewhere else. And I was like, man, I'll tell you what, man, them things are a pain. You know, like a hurricane is a, it's a pain. You live, we live in Florida. We understand it. it's like, you got to go. It's like four days and crazy. Right. 
And I, I heard somewhere else, so I prayed. I was like, oh, my God, I pray to God these people don't have to deal with this thing. But what happens? Like, we have peace right now. Like, right now, today, right now, Wednesday, you don't care about no storm because you ain't living in it. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Floridians, you know what I'm saying? I got partners all over the world, but we know how to do this thing. It's like snowstorm or any kind of storm that comes or bad weather. What do we, what do I, they start talking about it. Now you start watching it. Now you're watching it. Now you're like, oh, God, I got to go get, I got to get bread, milk, water. You know, you're like, oh, my God, you got to board your house. Now because the storm is getting closer, right, now we can prepare for these storms, right? Imagine back in the day, it's spirituality. You, you don't know when this storm's coming, but now, like, these guys I was watching, you know, they're prepping up. They're getting ready. The radar's telling them. They almost know when landfall's coming, and you're going, oh, my God. I remember, I, you don't wish that on nobody. It's a nightmare, right? We've lived it. We understand it. But guess what? Right now, everybody else in, in the earth is going about their business. But you know who's really caring about the storm? The people that are in it. Right? What did I say? The eye of the storm or the eye of that hurricane is coming towards here. Those people are really concerned. The people 90 miles away uh, from the whole thing and the people states away, from they don't care. I mean, they pray for you, but they like, you in the storm, I'm going to work. <laughs> you know, God bless you. The phone starts ringing. Oh, I prayed for you. What are you doing? I'm going to the park today. You're like, you're like I'm bored in the house. You get what the mentality this is. The only time you care about the storm is when you're in the middle of it, and the only time you need authority for it is when it shows up. Right now, today, I don't got no storms going on. I'm just chilling. But when a storm shows up, I got to rise up in authority and speak to it. You see what I'm saying? So this is the most important thing is this, is that the storms of life show up when the most inopportune moments. They show up in the most... Oh, my God, I don't want to be dealing with this, but we have to deal with it. Fear is a result of wrong self-image. Get rid of that stuff. It's focusing on that which is coming at us rather than what is alive in us. Come on, somebody. When I start focusing on what's going on on the outside, I forget who greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. It's a lack of belief in God's Ability to protect us in the midst of the storm. That's what it is, fear. It's saying, God can't protect me in the midst of the storm, but you know God can protect us in the midst of the storm. My God in heaven. God's got us in the midst of the storm. Woo! It's a lack. This is what fear shows up for. It's a lack of belief in God's ability to protect us in the midst of the storm. That's what it is. So don't let fear in. Fear is evil. You don't want to deal with fear. You got to walk in authority. You got to walk in power. You got to walk in the power of the anointing. You got to walk in the power of authority. So guess how authority is released? With words. That's a big one, man. You got to start speaking more. We don't speak enough. I'm telling you, we don't speak enough. We got to start speaking more. We have to. So important that we speak the word of God. Everybody start speaking the word of God right now. Come on. Put in that comment in. I'm speaking it. If you're speaking the word of God, comment. I'm speaking the word right now. Speak the word of God over your finances. Speak the word of God over your body. Speak the word of God over your marriage. Speak the word of God over your mind. Speak the word of God. Let your authority out. Authority is released through words. The only way you can let authority out is through the word of God coming out your mouth. Amen. Look at Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh, so is 
he, woo, it says eat, drink, and, you know, be merry in heart, but his heart is not with thee, you know what I mean? He's like, come on, man, as you think, so are you. What do you think about the situation? Now, here's the, here's the checkup, okay? Here's where the work comes in, okay? Where is, now here's the checkup. Where are you, where's your thinking at? So when a storm arises, what's your first response? You know what I'm saying? What's your first response when the storms of life come? When the, when the, and then some people like, you know, some people, to some people, little storms are overwhelming. But to some people, they're not. You know what I'm saying? Some people, a storm is, isn't a big deal to you. But somebody else, that storm is huge. Here's my question. Big, small, category five, tropical storm, rainy day, whatever kind of storm's coming, guess what? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in that storm. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in that financial problem. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in that medical report. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in them divorce papers. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, guys. You're greater than this. But you have to get the right mentality. So here are some things I want to do. Number one thing I want to tell you is this. The presence of fear is proof that I'm focusing on the wrong thing. The presence of fear in my life is proof that I'm focusing on the wrong thing. That is true. God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Remember, we've been talking about this. Kind of came away, but I'm kind of coming back. How do we overcome storms? The presence of fear is proof that I'm focusing on the wrong thing. I got to change what I'm looking at. The faster I change what I'm looking at, the faster I change my situations. Because just even though I'm in the midst, I could be walking through the valley of shadow of death, and as long as I don't focus on the shadows of death, I'll fear no evil because he's with me. That's the key, guys. It's all about focus. You could be walking through. Remember I said this last week. I said, peace is not the absence of, uh, of troubles, circumstances, and situations. It's not the absence of it. Peace is an internal projection no matter what's going on around me. Peace isn't found by the atmosphere. Peace is found within. So circumstances not there doesn't produce peace. Situations not there doesn't produce peace. Trouble not there doesn't produce peace. Guess what? It's a position on the inside. That's what I was saying. When the storm shows up, man, now we got stuff. But guess what? If you, I've, been, I've been in perfect peace in the middle of the storm. How'd you do that? You have to develop it in the daily. So when the big storms of life come, you're not swayed by where it is you're doing. The presence of fear is proof that I'm focusing on the wrong thing. The next time fear tries to get you. And you know what's funny? I, ne I, I, won't, I never forget this, right? I was, um, it was years ago. And I was, um, I was driving, and, man, I got a phone call. And it wasn't really about me. It was about somebody. And it was, like I, it was like someone punched me in the stomach. It was so tangibly real. It felt like I like, was like, oh, my gosh. It was tough, man. It was like, boom. And when it hit me, it got in me. I never forgot that. I was driving. Matter of fact, I can tell you where I was driving. I was driving, and I got a phone call. And I said, what are you kidding me? I know who it was. They're not a member of the church, so relax. It was, it was, they were going through life. It was bad. And I said, 
whoa. And it was like a punch in the gut. Like I could physically feel it. And it was like, oh, I, like, I, was like, I remember going like, oh, man. And, and I knew from my ear, it got, in, it got in my heart. You ever get something from your eye? You see something and it gets in your heart? Yeah, it happens, man. You see something going on? I remember one time um, um, the kids, um, one time I was watching and they were getting ready. One of them was trying to walk across the street and it was like traffic was going this way and that way. And all of a sudden it was crazy and there was that school and they weren't paying attention. They were looking at me, but I seen like the car, you know, the cars were coming. I never forget it. So I, I, all of a sudden I blasted my horn because I was like, you're going to take a step. You're not going to see that car. So right away I seen it. I was like, oh my God. I was like, and everybody started looking around. And I was like, at least I stopped the moment because I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm watching. Fear gripped me, but I overcame it. Fear punched me in the stomach and it got me, man. And I said, man, this ain't cool. And I knew I had to like work on my mind to get it out of me because fear will try to get in your heart. Man, and that will mess you up if you're not careful. So you got to lock it down. So this is important, all right? Okay, so the presence of fear is proof that I'm focusing on the wrong thing. So let's look at this. Where do we see an example of this? Numbers 13, 31. Numbers 13, 31. This is really good, too. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able, y'all know this is a spicy land. We are not able to go up against these people. Ooh, hush your mouth, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they spied out saying, the land hmm, through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. And they saw the giants and the descendants uh, that came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So we were in their sight. Ooh, you in trouble? Now this is cool. Now I want you to see something here. When you see something so big, focus, you feel so small. See what I mean? These giants are so big, but we so small. You know what I mean? Even in physical stature, like, right? These are giants. Oh, my gosh. They're like a skyscraper up there, right? But we are so small. Yeah, I remember going to Statue of Liberty when I was a kid, you know? And you used to, you can't do this no more, they told me. But we, we got to go up in the, in the light part, you know, up there. You know, you climb up these little steps. I remember I was like, oh, my God. It was like agony getting all the way up there. It was like the summer. It's almost hot. You know, you're like, oh, my God. And you went in there. And I get up there, and I look. And it looked like little ants. People look like little ants moving around. You can see them moving around, but they look so small when you're up there. You're a kid, you know. It's like so big. I was like, we're so high up. Look at the little ants. You know what I mean? We look like little ants. People look like little ants running around. But wait a minute, time out. When the problems look so big, we look like a little ant. That's the problem right there. Don't get the wrong inward image because you're not looking at the right stuff. Ooh, that's good. Did you get that? Did you pull that in? I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking in right now. You get me? You gotta pull that in. This problem looks so big. That's why I told you. Remember, I told you that Brother Hagin said about those praying ladies? He said, man, that God was so big, their problem was so small. You gotta make your problem so small and your God so big, you laugh at it. Ha ha ha. Psalm says, God laughs at the devil. You need to laugh at the devil sometimes. Well, you can't do nothing to me. 
Look at this one. Here's another one. This is a good one. Courage. Everybody write this down. Number two. Courage is the proof that my focus is clear and on the right things. Courage. So fear shows up. My, my proof of fear is this. My focus is messed up. I'm focused on the wrong thing if I'm afraid. But when courage shows up, it's proof that I am focused on the right thing. Isn't that good? That's really good because you got courage if you focused on the right thing no matter what kind of storm. That's why I told Joshua said, be strong and be very courageous. Be strong and be very courageous. Be strong and be very courageous. Why that? And meditate therein day and night. Don't let this book of the Lord depart out of thy mouth, but meditate therein day and night that thou may observe to do everything that's written in the book. Glory to God. And then you'll have good success and you'll make your way prosperous. Woo, come on, somebody. You get that? Look what it says here. Look what it says here. Courage is the proof that my focus is clear and on the right things. Yes. Courage is that proof. Courage. Look at 1 Samuel. Um, you know, just about David and Goliath. But I like looking at it. 1 Samuel 17, 22. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. As he talked with them, there was the champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath, by name, coming up from the armies of the Lord. Ooh, my God in heaven, he came from the armies of the Lord. Everybody say, he came from the armies of the Lord. And spoke according to the same. My God in heaven, I'm telling you. Look at this. And look, 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 look. And spoke according to the same. So David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled. My God. They what? They fled. And were, they fled from him, and they were afraid. You see that? They, they fled. They fled and were afraid. Did you get that? They fled and were afraid. But not David. Look at that. So the men of Israel said, they were dreadful. I like this. They were dreadfully afraid. <laughs> Jokers were just scared. They dread, dreadfully afraid. How many of you know dreadfully afraid ain't good, right? So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who's come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. He'll give him his daughter. He'll give him no taxes. That's what made, that's what made David bold and strong. He got the girl, the gold, and the glory. Come on, somebody. You never heard that one, right? David asked a couple times, what'd you get if you kill him? I'll tell you what, a woman will make you courageous. Pretty girls will make you courageous. Come on, somebody. Let me get an amen right there. Come on. Hey, what? I'll tell you what, man, a man will fight for a woman. He'll lose his life, right? David's like, what do you get? Then David spoke to the man who survived. What shall be done if he kills this Philistine? And one war, I'm going to go to five. Now, listen, we understand that there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of reward in this which motivated David, but David's real motivation was the Lord. He was courageous even in the midst of a storm, in a storm of fear. They were dreadfully afraid. But David said, you know what, I might, I might, I might, I might have outward fears, but inward I have confidence. Amen? I'm going to be courageous because I'm not staring upon the Philistine. I'm staring on my God. Look, he said, what shall be done? Who is he to defy the army of the living God? Man, he had peace. He told me, I'm going to cut your head off. Listen to this. He had peace even in the midst of the storm, and he was bold because of it. You got to understand something about peace. Peace is a state of tranquility and freedom from disturbance or agitation. That's good news, ain't it? I'm not going to get agitated by this big knucklehead. I'm just going to go out there and win. 
I'm not going to allow this stuff. Remember we talked about this the last, last time we were talking about peace. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It is the awareness of God's presence in the trouble. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It is the awareness of God's presence in the trouble. Even though the Philistine was there and he shut everything down, David said, look, even in the midst of you, you big trouble, my God's going to manifest and give me victory over you. That's the key. You got to keep yourself encouraged to the Lord and keep the word of the Lord coming out your mouth even when fear is surrounding you. Man, I promise you this. This is where we got to get to, guys. Remember this. Peace, that, that's something you got to remember. Peace is experienced only by those who fix their thoughts on God's. Write that down. Peace is experienced only by those who fix their thoughts on God's. Fix your thoughts on God. Fix your thoughts on God. Did you get that? Everybody say yes. Amen. Put that in the comment. Fix your thoughts on God. My thoughts are on God. Type it any way you want to type it. It's activate it. Activate. Because some of you, you, I know when I'm on this thing, you're like, Pastor Chris, get on there. Put something in there. Say, glory. Do something. Move. Get that. That's right. I got to keep my focus fixed on God. Keep my mind fixed on him. That's what Isaiah 26 and 3 says. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace, all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. Come on, somebody. Did you get that? Did you get that? You will keep him in perfect peace, all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. That's the NLT. Did you get that? So peace is only experienced by, he told you, he said, I'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind on me. So what happens if I don't keep my mind on him? Then that don't mean, I might just be disqualified of peace. You see the requirement? Keep your mind fixed, you stay in peace. Get your mind unfixed, guess what you're going to have? Fear, worry, fret, anxiety. I don't know, but I got to keep my mind fixed. I got to learn. This thing's trying to talk to me. Stop talking to me, Siri. This thing, right? She got excited too. She, she needs to keep her mind fixed on what I'm saying. Glory to God. You understand that? My timer is talking to me. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> you get that? You got to keep your mind fixed. Fixed on what? Fixed on God. How you stay fixed on God? You got to stay fixed on a promise. Stay fixed on love. Stay fixed on his character. Stay fixed on what he said. Maybe he said something, you say, it's going to be all right. You might be in the middle of the storm. God said, it's, it's going to be okay. You might have just, it's going to be okay. That's all you got, but you got enough. That's I'm telling you, listen to me. Write this down. This is strong. Meditating on who you are will end all your emotional unrest. That is strong. That's a very, very strong point. I want you to write that down. Medi- I don't care what you're going through. You must meditate on who you are in Christ, and you will end all your emotional unrest. Your emotional unrest can be curtailed by meditating on who you are in Christ. Is that, that's, now look, that's a little bit of work. Now, don't get mad at me. Say, 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 preach it. Put, some, put a comment in there say, preach it. I'm going to be pre- hitting these things too because I watch it too. Preach it. I'm not live right now, okay? I, 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 I shoot it. I, I pre-shot it so I, so I can watch with you in comments. So that is me. 
Sometimes I am live, sometimes I'm not. I try to change it up on you, keep you guessing. Right? But I usually this one's not. So I, I got it, right? So preach it up. Come on, that's true, right? Meditating on who you are will end all emotional unrest. Look what it says here in Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. I got peace with God. The more I meditate on the peace of God and the more I understand, since I've been made right in God's sight. Woo, I like that. That's rhyme, don't it? I've been made right in God's sight. Somebody need to comment that right there. That's a good tweet. I've been made right in God's sight. In God's sight, I'm made right. Put that in there. I'm made right in God's sight. Did you get that? That's true. It's true. He made you. He made you. Hmm. Well, that's good news, ain't it? Isn't that good news? I don't know about you, but it's good news. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Listen to this one. Look at Isaiah 32, 17. Isaiah 32, 17. And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Man, is that the word of God or what? And the work of right now, we've been made righteous. Shall be peace. That's what he gave us. We got a covenant of peace. We got the righteousness to give us peace. And the effect of righteousness. What's the effect of right? Quietness and assurance forever. Did you get that? So the work of righteousness shall be what? Peace. So righteous work. What is this? Righteousness work is what? I get peace. Now watch this one. And what is the effect of that right? I've been made righteous. Remember Romans 5? Since we've been made right in God's sight, that's righteousness. Right? The work of righteousness is what? Peace. And the effect of it is what? Quietness and assurance. So I could, it could be quiet. All that noise. And you say, Pastor Chris, there's nothing quiet about you. I know. I'm very loud. Okay? I'm loud because God wants you to hear me. Okay? Amen. Double amen. Double amen and one hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on, give me a little hallelujah in the comment over there. Come on, comment me a little hallelujah. That's the highest praise. Hallelujah. Huh. I was singing before. I was singing. Were you here for my singathon? You weren't here for that? Man, I was singing. I was singing something. Brother Lindsay was here. I was singing them songs. I was like, woo. We singing them songs back in the day. He don't want to use none of them for worship, though, because you're kind of old. But <laughs> hallelujah. I was singing, I was singing, blows like wind, burns like fire. Holy Ghost is my desire. It's raining down on me. You don't remember that one? Because in the last days, Joel prophesied. Come on, somebody. You don't know none of them songs. I remember them. I'm dating myself. I don't even know what that means, but I think it means you're old. And work of righteousness shall be peace. And you're supposed, see what I'm saying? Righteousness, this is what I'm trying to tell you. I know I have fun with you guys. I love coming to you. I wish to God we should Zoom every day. We should have Zoom where you could come back and forth. It'd be cool. Maybe we'll have, oh, you know what we'll do on Wednesday? We'll have like open session. You know what I mean? You can ask me questions and, I, and, I, and I'll make up some fancy stuff and it'll sound good. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I always tell you the truth. One thing I don't, I don't lie about nothing. Ain't no reason, right? The word of God explains itself. That's true. And if you don't know something, say, hey, get back to somebody. Get them the truth. You got to give people the truth. The truth will set you free. Watch this. So the work righteousness produces peace, quietness, and assurance. It's got to get quiet in your head. Man, that's good. Because it gets noisy inside there. All right, here's another one, right? 
Surrendering to God ignites peace within me. Surrendering to God ignites peace within me. Isn't that good? Just surrender, man. Give it to the Lord. Look at Matthew eleven twenty eight. Man, this is so good. Then Jesus said, come unto me, all of you who are weary. Carry your heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfect, and my burden I give you is light. What's that mean? Man, surrender to God. God, I got I got, I got to find peace in this thing. I need your presence in this thing. When's the, here's my question. Now, this is, where, this is why I gave you this one. When's the last time you spent time in the presence of God? When's the last time you shut, listen to me, you shut the world out for a little bit and you went and spent some time in the presence of God? I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you right now. I'm just talking quiet time. Go take a walk on the beach. Go spend some quiet time talking a lot. Give them some of your cares. You know, I heard something so good. This is good. Uh, I, I, a preacher, a preacher did this. He said he, um, he bought an old, you ever see a milk jug? You know, they used to have those big, those big you know, they're metal. Big metal, like milk jugs. They're huge, though. They're floor jugs. You know, people use them for stuff. And he said, um, he said, I bought this, I bought this milk, old milk jug at a store, and I painted it blue, and I put it outside my door. And he said, every time before I would come home from work, I would empty. Uh, he's, he's serious about this. It was Rick Warren. It was Rick Warren. Rick Warren said he went and bought a, a milk jug, a huge milk jug, painted it blue, and left it on his porch that he would go to his house every day, he'd come in and out of his house. And he said every day he would come home from work, he would symbolically in his head say, I'm emptying all my cares, all my worries, and all my problems in that milk jug. And then he'd walk in the house. Isn't that good? It's like a set reminder, like I'm not carrying this stuff all day. I've been carrying it all day at work. And the minute I come in the house, maybe some of you got to go do something like that. Hey, listen, I'm not telling you I did it, but I'm telling you what he did, and it, it's catchy. It really is because you might need to do something naturally. You know what I mean? Come on, come on, text in the comment, milk jug, milk jug. Everybody milk jug right now. Milk jug. I'm telling you, some of you need to do this. Text milk jug. Somebody's going to be like, what in the world is going on at that church? Right? Come on. Somebody, somebody comment cows. No, I'm just kidding. Somebody probably just did it. Right? If you do, I'll laugh. Come on. But think about it, right? Sometimes I just gotta, I just gotta have. A, where's my decompress thing? You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm leaving it, and I, I read it, and he said this. He said, he said every time I'd go in the house, he said every time I'd go in the house, he said he did, did it to this day. He said I emptied my cares, my worries, my fears, my frets, all my anxiety, all my day turmoil, and I dropped it in there, and I walked in the house with clear conscience to do what I needed to do. Because now you got a different role, right? You got to be mom, you got to be dad, you got to be husband, parent, something another. I'm telling you, man, it's a great concept to really realize I cannot carry these burdens. I got to leave them somewhere. He said, cast them on me. How are you going to leave them with Jesus if you keep carrying them? Man, that's good. Here's the thing. Here's the line. I'm going to give you one more. When you embrace God's thoughts, it turns all your fears around. Embrace God's thoughts, and it'll turn your fear to faith. Man, that's so good. Embrace God's thoughts. Whoo! And all your fears will turn to faith. It's true. You'll get faith for it. Embrace, that's his word. 
You know, I had Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Just keep that word. It's, 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 I, I, I want you to see the great peace. Keep that word close to your heart, guys. Man, keep that word close to your heart. Peace is for you. Peace is now. Peace is for today. Well, I wanted to start something today with you when I was getting ready to go over here. I had this thing in my heart, and, and this scripture, these scriptures challenged me that sometimes I feel like you lose your fear when you feel God is near. You lose your fear when you feel God is near. And the only way you get God near is you get that word. Amen? Base your hope on the promises of God, guys. Everywhere in the world, fear speaking to everybody. Peace in the midst of the storm is key. There's an alarming noise out there. Everywhere you go near it, you're going to find it. How do I obtain peace in the midst of some of these storms? I got to lean on that word. I got to lean on God. And sometimes you want to know what? I'm going to say something here. This is, good. This is really good because I feel the anointing coming on me. So I'm going to shut this timer off so I can focus. Sometimes when the word of God's preached to you, you can't, you can't grasp it because you, you, you don't have the strength. It's Okay. Lean on his character. That's what Sarah did. She considered him faithful. Listen to this. And we started here. Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive. Even though she was barren, she laughed. She was past childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise. She tapped into his faithfulness. She didn't understand the lingo. She didn't understand faith at the level you understand faith. Her faith rested in the one who made the promise. Not the promise he made. Because she couldn't understand how the promise he made could come to pass. But she still put her faith in the one that made the promise. You see it? Sometimes the word of God seems so big that I don't know if I have the faith for what he said but I sure could put my faith in the one who said it. You might be at the end of it right now. You say, Pastor Chris, I can't receive that word right now. And it's okay. I understand. Please understand me. You know what I'm saying. Some of you are strong enough right now to grab that word, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. I can't even hear those promises right now. I can't even conceive those promises right now. I can't even hang on to that promise right now. I'm so in a spot I don't know how to make it. And I got in here before. Maybe somebody watching. Maybe you're going to get here in the future. Somebody will. Here's what you got to remember. This is going to sound really weird coming from the preacher, but it's okay. I'll get, I, I'm all right here. I'm, I'm on safe ground. I might not be able to receive what he said because right now that seems almost impossible to me, but I could put my faith in the one who said it. Because sometimes when I start figuring out the details, I can't figure it out. I don't have to figure out the details. I just got to put my faith in the one who said it. So you might be standing in a season of life where you go like this, Pastor Chris, I am trying with all my 
my, just to hang on. And I can't receive this, this thing right now. I'm almost, I hear it and I almost, I can't even conceive it. I can't, I'm almost, I'm a rejecter. And I know that if I reject, I'm in trouble. Just be an acceptor of the one who said it. God, I don't, I don't know, but I just know your character, you're faithful. And I know I'm going to get through this. I don't know how, but I know I will. I might not be able to receive exactly what he's saying in the moment, but I can receive from the one who said it. I can believe the one who said it. That's what you got to remember today, guys. It might seem overwhelming, but just receive from the one who said it. You might not be able to conceive what he said right now. Don't be rejected, though. Just accept him for who he is, and he'll see you through. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you right now for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, you're moving supernaturally in their midst. I thank you, Lord, that you're downloading this revelation of no matter what they're walking through, they can overcome. And I thank you for taking them from the place of where they are to the place of increase in the arena of faith. Stepping out of fear, stepping into peace, moving out of the anxieties and the worries and the frets of life, and stepping into the power of able. Ability through faith, but most of all, ability through the one who said it. Thank you, Lord, as they lean on you, you'll lean in them, and you'll help them walk out every area of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. Well, praise the Lord, man. I am so happy you watched tonight. Click it, share it. There's still time to help somebody. Remember, if we care, we share. That's what we're about here. If we care about people, we're sharing. We're sharing it. It's kind of like if you got something good, you don't just keep it to yourself. You share it. We got something here to share with the world. Amen. I'm going to see you Sunday morning, 1030, live in service. Don't forget, 9 is online and 1030. Check out Laura Coolstop. We'll keep you updated about what's going on. And I just want you to know I love you and I believe in you. And I'm expecting God's greater blessing coming upon your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.